This is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Smarts and Stripes. My name is Bill Matz, and I am joined by... This week, the stripes of Smarks and Stripes, Kevin Keenan. What is up? Good to have you back this week, Kevin. We're a little outside of our environment today. We are. It's a little weird. It's weird, weird. being in here. Yeah. That's, I've been, I was trained in this room, but it's the only time I was ever in here. I was hired in this room. There you yeah. go. I was hired via email, I think. Very interesting. Um, maybe text message. I don't remember. Crazy how that works. Uh, but yeah, so I promised on Twitter over the last few days we would have a special episode of Smarks and Stripes for you this week. Because, Kev, we haven't nearly made uh, enough use of your extensive experience in the wrestling industry. And with the three-year anniversary of yeah. Final Deletion. It's been three years. It's uh, that the Friday the 5th. It aired on July 5th, 2016. And so we're going to kind of do a little watch-along episode. It's going to be a chat-me-up, Bruce, yeah. style of uh, style of watch-along here. We're going to get the inside information of Final Deletion. But, Kev, I have you. I have you captive. You're here. So i got to bring up a couple things we touched on last week. Let's do it. Uh, just with Turtle that we really never, uh, that we didn't get your input on. Uh, so just before we get to final deletion, Heyman and Bischoff, excited? Uh, show me first. That's show me first. Um, here's the deal. We all know Paul Heyman. Um, to me, the guy's a genius. He's, sure. he's smarter than his own good. Paul has a different way of explaining things that make people believe. And it's not, it's not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes type of thing, but Paul just has a different way of explaining things you know, say to Vince McMahon that go a different direction to get what Paul wants done. You know, his idea, his vision through to the old man, which still sells whatever match he's involved in, whatever yeah, pay-per-view yeah. he's involved in. So I've, I'm anxious to see uh, what Paul has to bring to the table. Now, I've gone on record several times. I love Eric Bischoff. We have a great relationship. Um, it's always funny to me that, you know, I've just hung out and ridden in cars and had different conversations with Eze. Um, but again, Eric is very in tuned to what's hot and what's not in 2019. He's a great business guy. He's very, very smart. We saw what he did in the Attitude Era with the rise of Monday Nitro. Absolutely. I mean, he's um, the only one who's ever done it. Put WWE really, uh, pretty much on the ropes. WWF at the time on the ropes. Here's my reservation: How much freedom? Are they really going to be given? Because ultimately, the the, the final decision is Vince Vince McMahon. Of course, that's we talked about this last week, Turtle and I, because the reports are, and you know, it's the reports. So who knows? It could be me calling up, you know, a dirt sheet writer and mm -hmm. saying, "I work with a former official. I have news, and I right. could be making it up." Sure, and uh, it's it's not. But, but, I'm not one. But of the in rats. today's world. Don't let facts get in the way of a good oh, story. Of <laughs> Why would you ever do such a thing? <laughs> no, but the, the, there are reports that Vince wants to take a really hands-on approach with the XFL, as he did last time, and everyone says the problem with what happened last time, other than I don't really think the world wanted what he was selling at that time in terms of a professional football league. And I'm not so but sure. But everyone got spread so thin. And I'm not so sure the world's going to want what he's selling with round two of this. Um Here's here's my thing. Eric Bischoff has gone on 
record and stated several times that he wasn't interested in any of these types of spots yeah. anymore. He's, he's moving a, to Connecticut, which a, I thought was a, that was never going to happen. He's a little older, you know, a little wiser, however, you know, however you want to say it. He has to be, get, you know, Paul's always been there. Paul's been there basically, you know, yeah. since ECW was closed. He's in and out, role changes, Correct. but Paul works for the WWE and has and has and has collected a check. Under, yeah. He has collected a check for a long, long time. Uh, Eric has gone on and stated that he didn't want this. So, you know, Eric, for me, had to have been given some sort of reasonable creative control where he has the say and not to mention a whole lot of money. So I'm anxious to see what happens on the SmackDown side out of Eric. We've seen the brainchild of Paul over the years. So I'm not I'm not as excited to see Monday Night Raw. I'm excited to see SmackDown. But again, we see what happens when Paul Heyman is given that creative freedom. Oh, it was creative. Things happen. That's, we're recording this. It's what, like 11? Yeah, it's, it's Tuesday afternoon. So last night was the first episode of the Heyman uh, Monday Night Raw. And it was... Listen, I'm not going to tell you it was the best episode of Monday Night Raw, but it was pretty damn entertaining the whole way through. So I, I, I would, Kev, I know you're still on strike and I can't blame you. I will tell you if it continues in this direction, I'm at least interested. They got to show me. Uh, they're they're working on it. I'll give you uh, just real quick now. Who's the best wrestler in the world? <laughs> and is it Seth Rollins? No. What do you think about this whole Twitter beef with Osprey and just? I think it's childish. Seth Rollins is on a much different level than Will Ospreay. Um, Seth Rollins is not a wrestler. I don't care what he says. Seth Rollins is not a wrestler. He is a sports entertainer. Sure. All of these guys that want to go out there and be wrestlers, wrestlers don't make money. Sports entertainers make money because you are able... going Going into the ring... If me and you were to go into the ring and lock up and headlock and side headlock takeover and come back and, and we're doing all of this wrestling stuff, wrestling doesn't sell tickets. Nobody's going to want to come see me or you. If Seth Rollins were to do the same thing, nobody's going to want to come see him. The reason Seth Rollins is successful and the reason sports entertainers are successful is because they're, to a certain degree, the crowd wants to be them. Yeah, absolutely. They want to suspend their disbelief and believe in somebody, believe in a hero, believe in a villain, believe in a character to the extent that the, person, the people in the crowd want to be them. There are very few wrestlers, and I mean wrestlers who have been successful. I know, I mean, just think Chris, about... Chris Benoit comes to mind. Think about the guys... That I was just thinking about this the other night. Like, what must have happened? Like, how did they ever convince uh, Vince that, you know what, Brett's the guy, Sean's the guy, Benoit's well, the guy. Well, Sean's a different animal, but still, like, he's a skinny dude doing moonsaults. That was never the thing. Well, he was listen, always the IC guy. If you listen to Brett back in the day, they kind of ran out of things to do with the hitman. Yeah. Except put the world title on him. I mean, that's from Brett's mouth himself. Um, so, but circling back to, to Rollins... I just think it makes him look very, very childish. You are a top guy in the WWE. You don't need to pander to the Twitter crowd. You are on TV worldwide every week making millions of dollars. It just makes you look beneath the level you are. He's never had to do it before. And look, all of a sudden, Seth Rollins wants to come to the defense of WWE. Seth Rollins has been on top from the time he's walked into WWE. So yeah. he's never really had anything to gripe about. You know, I wish no, I... No, he was always... I, I, I wish I had Seth Rollins' problems. Yeah. 
No, from the time he won the FCW title. He was the guy. Here's my thing. I believe this to be at least somewhat a work. I think Rollins is okay playing the heel to the Twitter crowd because it doesn't matter because of who he is. It's not going to hurt him because he's going to be the universal champ. Now, he's going to be working on top, and when he starts an argument on Twitter with Will Ospreay, you know what it does? Creates interest in Will Ospreay. When he talks about AEW or ROH or any other promotion, it makes one person go and say, what's that? And that's good for the business. That's yeah. always good for the business. But Seth Rollins isn't in the business of creating buzz for somebody outside of the WWE. And Competition it, creates I cash. I understand that. We know that. that. But, not, but in... That could end up being detrimental. Once we to have the war, it's good for everybody. But that could end up being detrimental to Seth Rollins because, you know... Even if you send a couple of viewers to over to find Will Ospreay, what if they like Will Ospreay better than Seth Rollins? They're no longer watching Seth Rollins. I'm going to go follow this guy now. Very few people ever leave. Sure, but they do leave. When ECW went out of business back in 2001 and then WCW followed quickly thereafter, there was a large chunk of the wrestling audience that left and never came back. There was Wrestling a chunk. was never able to get those people back. That is why you see a ratings dip. That is why uh, attention on the industry isn't what it was 10, 12, 15 years ago. There was a major void left, I think, and they weren't able to get them back because the WWE was the only team in town. I think there was a chunk. I just also think ratings-wise, those numbers weren't real. I think there was a lot going on with those numbers. Uh, I don't think like I don't know about that. I just think I don't think they are what was reported. All right, right before we hit play, we're gonna we're gonna so like I set up the show, we're gonna get to this final deletion wa- uh, watch along now. Before we hit play, there's just a couple questions I gotta get out of you first, Kev, just to set the scene here. So, at what point? First, just what were your years with the WWE? What was your run? I, I was I'm there, trying to put this in time frame. Here. I was there 2005 to 2009. All right, so are you? Out of wrestling when you get the call from, from I assume, Matt Hardy here? No, uh, I was still in. I was, uh, let's see, it was a 16. So I was still doing some indies around this time. And how this all came about is Matt was in town. What was he doing? He was at the Delaware Blue Rocks and called me and asked me how, because he flew into Philadelphia and, okay, asked, you know, okay. how, and asked me how far I am from there. I said, not that far. It's a straight shot down 95. He's like, well, yeah, I'm doing this appearance. Come down. Let's grab dinner or something, hang out. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went down, hung out. He's signing autographs. He's doing an appearance, the whole thing. And then we leave, and we're on our way to dinner, and he's he calls his brother. And they're talking about something. They're talking about something. And I'm just hearing all of this just wacky stuff, just weird stuff. How far ahead of the, of the actual event We're probably event a month out this? from here. A month out. So they've already started their program. So TNA had already planned it. Um, Matt and Jeff were already putting things in order. They were getting plans set, and I'm just hearing out-of-control type ideas. Like, <laughs> these mean, guys are just, and I'm hearing Jeff going, yeah, and then we'll do the fire, and like, I almost drove off the road. So, Matt gets off the phone, and, I, and he goes, whatever you just heard, you can't say anything to anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, are you burning your house down? Like, what, what, what is it? Again? So, he, he proceeds to tell me. And then... uh like, what's that pitch? Like, how is he framing it to you? I don't even remember exactly how. I remember we were in the car, and we were on our way to TGI Fridays, and we're talking about it, and I wasn't even brought up for it yet. And I remember it was it was his wife, Rebby, actually, that uh, suggested to Matt to put me in the final deletion. 
And he, you have no connection to Impact at this point. None. TNA, whatever they none, were under at the time. Which it pissed a lot of Final De- or, uh, Impact Wrestling referees off because they didn't use them and they used me. But Impact wasn't going to pay to fly someone there. Correct. So <laughs> it was but, whoever Matt's boy was. Correct. Um, That's, I was thinking about that. I was watching this earlier today. I was like, why was it, Kevin? I was like, yeah. oh, why would it be an Impact guy? It was, they didn't pay for this. Correct. Well, it, Impact didn't pay for any of this. None of it. Literally none of it. Yeah. This all came out of Matt's pocket. Of course, yeah. But um, what's the old saying? You have to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Matt investing however much money in himself <laughs> reinvented him and made him the biggest oh, thing in the industry. Yeah, and we're going to get, as we hit play and get into it, we're going to talk about his creative process, maybe a look into that. Uh, I think that's it. We're just, I'm, we're going to link to the video we're using so you're all following along uh, in our show description. But just go to YouTube, type in Final Deletion. It's the first thing there. It's a still shot of Matt and Jeff. You can't miss it. It's 1755 long. So we're just going to get this started. My goal is to just hit play and we'll talk over it and go from there. If it gets weird, we're going to hit pause. We'll tell you where we hit pause. Uh, Kev, let's do it. Just uh, hit you guys three, hit play. two, one, now. play. All right, so we start. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, it's impact on pop here. Uh, we have shots. <laughs> it's already of, so ridiculous. Oh, it's just, yeah, we have Maxwell's birthday shots of the Hardy compound. So I got to the Hardy compound right as they were starting to shoot this. So this camera shot right here um, with Senor Benjamin, he has a he has a present from Axel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm behind the camera right here. You're behind the camera here. Mm-hmm. All right. So even when, now, the shots of the Hardy compound, because this place, we've seen it in all their different videos and even stuff pre-TNA when they're just, oh, hey, here's Jeff on a dirt bike. Yeah. Just doing, like, like freaking Extreme Olympic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, how ridiculous is the Hardy compound, even without it being prepared for massacre? It, it, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's very secluded. It's uh, a place where, honestly, I can just go and relax. What Was there like one thing that stood out to you that you saw on their property that you were just like, yep, these guys are nuts? Like anything yeah. that was just like so out of the ordinary? Jeff's dirt bike park. <laughs> and then as you'll see here in the, uh, in the final deletion, Jeff uh, mowed the the Hardy sign into his lawn. That was pretty wild, too. I wanted to ask, so we're going to get to that in like just a second, but that was his real lawn? Yeah. And he actually took the time to mow it into it just to screw it up? And Matt actually mowed over the entire thing. It's it's the greatest shot in the final deletion. So... Senor Benjamin, did you... I I know you're not watching SmackDown. There was actually a funny segment where... uh, Matt comes out of like the commissioner's office or whoever and sees Shelton Benjamin standing there and drops ah. a senor, goes, senor Benjamin. Like it was like this stuff is still over. And, yeah. Like uh, me and you, we'd recognize it right away. Like this I still, was so great. I still call Senor Benjamin Senor Benjamin. That's, I he mean, that's he who he have, is. He doesn't have another name to me. Yeah, it's like Cactus, man. He's just Jack. Uh, like look at Matt here. Matt's facials and everything right there are just, you, you legitimately think he's insane. Yes. No, that's the beauty of this is when we get to the he match. Did such a good job. When we uh, this these shots of uh, Jeff's lawn just absolutely freaking ridiculous. Uh, but we just saw Rebby. I want to circle back to that. Just tell me something. Like you said, it was Rebby's idea. Tell me a little more about Rebby because she was big in uh, you know the independent and TNA part of Matt's career, but we haven't seen her really since the WWE portion re began. Well, you gotta remember they have a family. You yeah, know, they're yeah. you know uh, they have two kids now. They have three two kids. kids. She's actually pregnant with the third. Oh, wow! So they're uh, so, so she's enjoying the home life. But Rebby's my girl, man. I owe her a lot. 
Um, if you ask her, I'll never take credit for it, but if you ask her, it's all my fault that her and, her and Matt met each other. <laughs> um, they were going to meet each other anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh, but they just happened to be on the same independent show, and I just happened to say, Matt, this is Rebby, Rebby, this is Matt. And so we, we, we joked all these years that I'm the blame for every single thing. Well, there's no, I mean, Senor Ben, this whole thing, you put it all together. Oh, Kevin. it's all mine. It's all yeah, you. It's all me. This is, you're actually the brain behind this. No, this is actually, so th- this is literally Jeff, Jeff's living room. This is Jeff's actual living room. Yeah, this yeah. isn't like something they set up. Nope. <laughs> are, are those all his paintings? Oh, yeah. Okay. If you go down in, into his basement, he has tons of them all over the place. This Vanguard 1 stuff, the, he, he throws up the V1 there with Vanguard 1, which I just, another great, so just good. so many good. Subtle. Like, it. My buddy used to, we used to talk about how many different ways Cody was over. How many goddamn different ways is Matt Hardy over? Like, he's got so many, and they're all, like, Big Money Matt, which we never even saw, really, in W, like, all the great characters that Matt Hardy's been, like, the most famous thing he'll ever be is Jeff's brother, and he's done so much amazing work outside of that. Man, I don't know if that's fair uh, to To the say. mainstream audience. Uh, uh, not, not, the Hardys are what, a top three tag team ever? Like, their run as a tag team is the only time tag teams have ever actually mattered in WWE. It's true. Look at this lunatic trying to chase Vanguard 1. The the segments they were doing with Vanguard 1 after they get back together, like, past uh, the final deletion stuff, and they're a team again, where they're, like, time traveling and traveling through space and challenging every promotion for their tag titles. This is, the great, this is the greatest shot this in is, the final deletion of evil right Matt here. destroying the lawn. Evil Matt, mower of lawn. <laughs> it's like, And that's they sold on WWE Shop after the other thing they did with Bray, and we'll this get to that. This is so ridiculous. Like, this is incredible. Like, where are you right now? Uh, I wasn't here for this. You're not here for this. So like, how? And now we have a rock star spud here. There were no actual ads, but there are TNA ads like in the middle of this. Like They cut it right out of the show. Oh, really? But it's spud like, hey, we're moving to Thursdays, gang. Oh, God. Is that Drake Maverick's real wife that they're showing on TV right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Drake hit a home run. Benjamin setting up the... Were you on the ring crew at all? I was here for this. How long were you there? Like, wh- how long did filming take? Oh, so... Um, like, is this a multiple-day process? No, this is, this is a one-day deal. So I had a show in they Maryland. They shot this all in one day. I had a show in Maryland the night before, and I got to the, I got to the Hardy house right as they were shooting that birthday scene. And it was probably about four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon. We finished uh, around six a.m. Around stams. That's a. I we you're coming up soon, but just I I freaking. Uh, how many like did, were you in on the production? Like how how much insight did you get into Matt's creative process here? Not like, a lot. Is he all he kept telling me was, "Man, you're going to have a lot of fun. This is going to be insane." <laughs> oh, this this whole thing looks like he so talked, much fun. Uh, he was texting me the entire day, going, "How far are you? Where do you see this? This is going to be awesome." Oh, man, this is. I mean, it's some of the best stuff ever in wrestling, and it really gets to if you're going to give me the ridiculous, and here you come. Here we so go. I didn't know I was getting any of this. I didn't know that I was getting so, an ISO shot. I didn't know that I was getting a speaking role. <laughs> I didn't know I was getting face-to-face time with Matt. Like Jeremy Borash and Matt Hardy, man, really took care of me in this thing. And this really, this kind of kept my career going for another six months. This brought me back to a little bit of prominence. That. Uh, how many takes and here it, for your scene? Your this is your most prominent scene. You're in the match and do some things. This is probably a couple how long takes, did, just because they want to get a yeah. few. But and you, you gotta know, have different angles and stuff here. But Matt's Matt's 
question of are you a licensed official oh, is so something good. that it, it, the licensed official took off after that. <laughs> yeah. By and that's you. By uh, by default, I ended up becoming like the Hardy's referee. Was there a script? I'm sure there was. Like, did you were you ever handed a script, no. or is it just here's your line? Like, what? Nope, what how, did this, they, every, everything was improv. How, it was all improv. They didn't direct. Like, when you get out of the car and go, "What is this?" Like, when I'm driving up and said, "What is this?" Like, they didn't tell me to say anything. They didn't tell me to not say anything. Um, okay, because I was gonna I compliment just, you. Matt is killing it in this. I you just had some good facials here. You had some good facials in this one. I just kind of, I just kind of hit, you know, hit that right there, and I remember, I remember that being uh, like a. The what is this? Like a, a bit of laughter when this all aired. Can Matt actually play the violin? Not at all. <laughs> uh, was this done in order? Do you, like, did they did they start at the top and then by at and large, they yeah. did the match? By and, and large, it was this was all done in order. And here we go with James Storm. So, like, how different was laying out the match? Like, when and just I, normally the officials aren't in on like a a booking meeting or something. Like when you're talking over the match or whatever, you're not in the case. Yeah, but you room. know, you know what's but funny when they're in the ring discussing the match. Is it what you normally hear? Is it just those two yeah. working? So, but they always included me on the creative process, Matt okay. and Jeff. Okay. They, you know, for whatever reason, they valued my opinion, and you know. Tell us what you think. Throw some stuff in here. You know, tell me, you know, they were they were really really good to me. Just uh, how was working in this ring? Like at first, it, it was looks kind of rough. It looks kind of forgiving the first overhead shot, but then you hear it, and it's like, oh, okay, this is not a uh, this is not a stunt ring. It was a little rough. Um, this match was filmed in segments. Okay. That was the next. Like, is it laid out segment by? Because they go to so many See, different like, areas. We, we cut here. Okay. Or maybe after the splash. There's you making the count. Good, solid cadence. I approve. <laughs> I love something so unique about this match. Just the sounds of the ring, the guys grunting, music, no commentary. It's great. I, I found it's so unique and just such... like, And it's also the ultimate backyard match. They're just pulling out whatever... This was, uh, this was in Jeff's backyard. This was in Jeff's backyard. This part is where they set it up. Ah, it's just, I would love to just hang out here for a day. And Dude, it's like, the most relaxing place in the world. I'm actually trying to work out dates to go down and hang out. Uh, that would, that's, that's incredible. Uh, maybe start filming some more stuff. Maybe. They got time. Uh, they're still working. Twist of fate. Yeah, twist of fate Can there. he make the cover? A little slow to make the cover. Jeff just escapes. Hell of a kick out there. The... the, uh, the Way it's shot, just the angles are so different, and it makes it so intense. Just that's all. That's all, Jeremy Borash, drama. man. Jeremy Borash, Borash, you know, one of the underrated guys in this. We business. talk about, we talk about the creative minds of Matt and Jeff, and and the Hardy family in general. But man, Jeremy Borash really, and then our uh, our other camera guy, Jimmy. These two are just super, super creative, and you know, they were a. Big, big reason as to why the final deletion was very How successful. How many people are involved? Like, Not who's, many. What's the crew? Let me think back here. So it's me, Matt, Jeff, Rebby. Me, Matt, Jeff, Rebby. Senor Benjamin, Jimmy, uh, Jeremy. I'd say there might be 10 in general, 10, in, 10 as a whole. That's It's so, uh, like, it, 
just the way they shoot it, so dramatic. You have to act so hard. You have to sell, and it's really like this worked from the beginning. I know a lot of people said, "Oh, it's kind of controversial." Some pe- I've never met one person who doesn't like Final Deletion. JB used, you know, he really in- uh, instituted the drone here for a lot of uh, a lot of filming. Kind of the first time I've ever seen something I- like that. Very innovative and. I be- in my opinion, the drone is what made the final deletion. And I'll tell you, it's something I've been thinking about. With There was one of the little things that happened on Raw last night that was so different was some of the camera angles were just different. They held some angles longer. They just looked from different spots. A drone, you remember how they used to have uh, like that blimp going around like MSG at shows mm-hmm. and it'd be like dropping coupons for french fries or whatever? Yeah. Like, what if you did that but with... Uh, a drone that had a camera on it and got awesome shots like that. I think they started it in that first tag ladder match with the uh, the Hardys and Edge and Christian, that overhead looking down. Like, what if they did that with a drone? Uh, I think that would be so, like, unique. We see it works here. This is the most Jeff Hardy spot ever. The, like, the, this the, is, I feel like he's had multiple dreams this was rough, this about one. climbing a tree and dropping a swanton on his brother on a ladder. I'm willing to bet you this isn't the first time they've done it. Oh, I would be willing to bet that this in their, is a in their own yard of the uh, yeah, what the Omega Wrestling or whatever it was called. Omega, yep. Yeah, like the, I, I something tells me this was a staple of their match plans, whether they ever did it or not. <laughs> they definitely thought about it, and he's it's freaking Jeff. We man. only <laughs> he's we got, only had one take in this on this one. One take, yeah. I mean, oh Jeff, oh. And he just clips it. Oh my God! That's a and that's like a shoot ladder, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My, how is he alive? <laughs> you know what? In a lot of ways, Matt's more banged up than him. And that's the that like Edge and Christian both have debilitating, can never wrestle again injuries. You see Matt, and like if you've seen videos of Matt on Twitter or anything recently, he appears to be in amazing shape. Like he was looking. Oh, pretty, he's in fantastic. He was shape. looking he's pretty probably slow. in the best shape of his life. His last like run when he was tagging with Bray, especially, he just looks slow and old. He looks real good right now, but. Jeff is, I, I know he's been hurt recently a few times, but he comes back and still does, he gets his shit in. He's, like, it's the same Jeff. He's unbelievable. Uh, this was this was just ridiculous. <laughs> That's, where are you during this firefight? Because I noticed you're off camera for a little bit. And it's like, this is, again, ultimate backyard you wrestling. You can see me somewhere okay. here uh, in the middle of the fireworks. You're just ducking just, for cover. I'm just, yeah, I'm lighting up. My car's still there getting shot. That was my legit car, by the way. Like Roman Candle fight. This is legitimately. My inspection stickers were expired, too. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this was just, this is just unbelievable. Roman Candle Fight is legitimately like that's some staple backyard wrestling stuff. Reha- Me and my buddies shot Roman Candle. We rehashed that in Apocalypto too. <laughs> that's oh my god. This is so good. I So uh, <laughs> this is like very uh yeah, run me through the, like this shot. These shots are incredible with the smoke. Is this a smoke machine or just leftover from the fireworks? Is there any extra effects going on here? <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. These are like legit. These aren't like the um, shitty Roman candles was, either. I want to say that was smoke left over from the yeah yeah from the Roman candles. This is incredible. Like uh, anyone, you need to be watching along with us because we are in dilapidated boat. He got over scars like, guard. Yeah, people were saying dilapidated boat. Yeah. for months. That was like I'm Rick James, bitch. Like that, <laughs> that was that was wrestling Twitter's Rick James. Just the it looks it doesn't look fake. That's one like it. Lo- I know. 
So where we were, this is over by the lake that's on Jake's, uh, Jake, on Jeff's property. The ring was on the other side of the property. Is that a man-made lake? It's a good question. I just, because that looks like, where, where is it? North Carolina? South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. That seems like prime territory for freaking gators. Like, no. I would be terrified to go no. in that lake at night. Not a chance. Not a chance? Okay. Nah, no gators. Go, go a little more south into South Carolina. You got some. All right. All right. That's and he's, He comes out as Willow now. Like, so cool. Was when that he told you me had he, to cut and do a wardrobe change? When he, yeah. Yeah. When he told me he was doing Willow, I was pretty, oh, I was pretty pumped. To, had to do it for this freaking nonsense. Senior Benjamin with the run in, like uh, so, yeah. how ridiculous are we getting here? This is so. Oh, this yeah, he's is just great gonna stuff. do the. Yeah, he's gonna do the Scott Hall with the cattle prod. <laughs> like it's so good. It's just him stalking him. Just the flashlight darkness. Just Matt in a tank top. So looks good. like a serial killer. Yeah, like straight up. This looks like a horror movie. Official. You count it, and this is, I, I got to say, I feel like you should have checked. This is some, <laughs> if this happened at Mania, we'd be talking about you. See, I told Matt, it wasn't it wasn't Brother yeah. Nero. Match continues. No pinfall, match he continues. So this, so this, this shot here was done at about six in the morning. That's I love how this is our last shot of the day. Jeff did all this by hand, by the way. He dug this entire thing. He dug like a pit. He basically he built the Hardy sign, carved it out, painted. He did the whole thing. Yeah, this is. uh, I love. uh, We'll start to see a few shots where it's daylight. Yeah, and I just love the implication whether it's whether you meant to or not that it was all night. That this thing you're seeing. But it's like a TV show where nine hours, like, this has been a fight to the death for hours. It like was a, legitimately. A, a true final battle horror movie scene. It was legitimately 6 a.m. I was dying at this point. <laughs> how like, hot is it? Because it's summer, right? Because this airs July 5th. So this is like the how, end of June. It wasn't terrible. How far ahead is this filmed before it airs? Uh, two, three weeks. Two, three weeks. Okay, because there's only a couple people involved. So it's and now we have the they foreshadowed to the flame in the beginning. Like, there's so many great things about this, but the storytelling is the most impressive part. That they make something this asinine. I know. Awesome. This is this is just um. Now you see, I I, I ran out of the way here. You got out of there because I thought it was Matt set himself on fire. <laughs> He legit set really? himself on fire. I oh, ran yeah, out of the way. Could, it actually, yeah. I ran out of the way down. because it was coming towards me. Yeah. And that's legitimate gas in the whole thing. And Matt set himself on fire. And what Did you have to cut it or is it just no, we, we ran, keep it going? Straight through. And what you'll see here is you'll see me kind of move off to the side and sit on the the sand hill yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you get out of there when he's posing, which I, I was like, oh, you just take off in that shot. I thought I was Kevin. Off. I Kevin thought I was off, look, I'm just chilling. Yeah, now I just, thought I was off camera. Yeah, and they do the I'm overhead so shot. I'm so tired. <laughs> I didn't know that I made that shot until we watched until it. Until it aired? Until it aired. Um so I was I'm 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 so tired. I've been up for almost a day. I I drove, I came down, we filmed. So we hit the thing. I hit the 3. I hit the 3. I know he's going to want to pose on the way out, yeah. so I'm trying to get out of the you get way. Out of the shot. But I didn't realize that he had the that JB had the drone shot as mm. the final shot. So I'm sitting there just chilling on the on the on the sand hill, 
tired, ready to fall asleep, and <laughs> it ended up making it into the into the final cut. But I, I think it's a great shot in that Jeff is presumed dead at this point, and the official who's just you know you're just refereeing the I'm thing, just, but I'm, this I'm, thing was a nine hour battle. Yeah, and Matt is victorious. Stand like I think it's a great shot with you, even though it's not. It's just more improv. So after that, uh, Matt's entire side of his body was all red oh my God. skin kind of ripped off a tiny bit yeah, what's the aftermath here like what do you guys do after this you guys I, go I went, drink beers you go straight home no it was six o'clock in the morning yeah. um he pleaded with me to stay at the night house. just started for rick flair tell me about it <laughs> he pleaded with me to stay at the house and he was like you gotta stay he was like you're tired you've been up all day i'm like dude my exact words to him were dude i just watched you set yourself on fire <laughs> i think i'm gonna be okay and he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. So I went up in, uh, into Jeff's driveway, which is uh, on the other side, and got myself sanded off. I changed right in the driveway, and, and off I went. And I remember uh, before I did, I went into Jeff's kitchen to get Matt ice because he was, he was burning yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was burning up. He didn't want to go to the hospital or anything. And the next morning, he was, he was fine. <laughs> um, Freaking hardies. They yeah, just he was fine, but it was, man, that was a wild thing. I got, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things in my day. Travel all around the world, the big arenas, work with a who's who of WWE, um, a who's who of the independents, you name it. I've probably been in the ring with them. My childhood friends became my heroes. We all know the story. The final deletion was probably, out of anything I'd done, my career highlight. That was my that was my big question. Yeah. Like in turn all the high profile angles, segments, whatever. I mean, this was a big freaking deal. That has millions of views on YouTube. People actually turned on impact to watch it. That's how good it was. This literally People watched impact that day. The final deletion literally took over the industry. It was the yeah. hottest thing in the industry. Regardless of whatever WWE was doing at the time, regardless of anything else, Ring of Honor, you name it, the final deletion was the hottest thing in the business. And I think it a lot, you know, would they have gone back no matter what? Probably. Sure. But I think, the, I think the final deletion and Apocalypto, uh, which we can do next time, Sure. I think uh, really fast-tracked them back to the WWE. Uh, just looking back at this whole incredible affair, what stands out the most? Like when someone just comes up to you, like if you're, do you ever do like the circuit, Comic Cons, any of that stuff? No, I don't. But like you know someone, what? I've actually gotten recognized a few times because of the final deletion. Look, when someone comes up to you, like, and wants to know about final deletion, what's the thing you have to tell them? And I, like, it's a fan. You don't want to give them too much. Be like, just one thing that happened there that you're like, this is who these two are. That Matt whatever. legitimately set himself on fire. Okay. Like, what, you, yeah, what, yeah, that's, what that's... you saw in the final deletion was actually what was happening. There was no stunts. There was no stuntmen. There were two guys who wanted to better a product and better themselves and reinvent themselves who went into their own pocket and financed this entire thing and and made themselves stars in a different way all over again. Guys who were stars 20 years ago, not just playing the hits. Like, two dudes doing something entirely different. And let's be very honest. Matt and Jeff have earned the right to ride out the rest of their career just playing the greatest hits. Oh, yeah. If they want to do Whisper in the Wind, Swanton, Let's Go Home, people would pay to see it. They are not interested in that, clearly. Um, the final deletion was an experience I'll never forget. It was fantastic. Um, they know how I feel about it. I can't thank them enough for, you know, Matt, Rebby, Jeff, all of them for putting me in that, which led to me doing Apocalypto because I was the licensed official. Now, what I 
tried to parlay that into and it never came to fruition is, is I figured I had a built-in angle to come into impact as his licensed official. Yeah, yeah. Where, like the personal official kind of like thing. The, like, like his Nick Patrick yeah, in yeah, the NWO. Yeah. That's a good angle. I thought it was just, I thought it was a shoe-in. I thought... Um, talking about TNA here, Kevin. You know, in some ways, I could become broken and be the broken official. Jeff was already broken. Um, Matt was broken. Rebby was on her way to being broken. It, it was just... I just thought it was the natural progression. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, that didn't come true. Uh, just a couple more questions here, and we'll wrap up, Kev. Uh, did you have anything to do with total nonstop deletion? That's apocalypto. That's apocalypto. Yep, that, yep. Okay. So that's that's what the final deletion that, parlayed that me. Final, yeah, yeah, okay. Parlayed me into that's, total yeah. nonstop deletion. Um, so where I made my return there. Um, I was the referee for King Maxwell's first match. So what uh, in total oh, nonstop deletion? Damn. Okay. With a, where he was victorious over Rockstar Spud. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that uh, the next time we do one of these watch alongs. But yeah, we did a whole Impact Television taping um, in Matt's Dome of Deletion, and that's that's when uh, Corgan is fighting over the rights. Right? Is that that's that drama's going on I right then? I don't know. <sighs> wow, twenty sixteen. So that's three years ago. I would imagine Billy's in by now. Um, if he was, he wasn't here um, okay. at, at Final Deletion or at uh, Total Nonstop Deletion. He wasn't at either of them. Um, I'd have to really go back and really scratch my head, but I would imagine he's in because not too long after this, uh, all the legal battles started. Yeah, okay. So I would, I would imagine he's in um, at this point. But to what regard? My mind's fuzzy right. on. Finally, uh, just what did you think of uh, Ultimate Deletion from last March when they did Matt versus Bray? Imitation's the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, the fact that they let him do it, and they never were going to let, like, I I would have loved to just see them do the whole angle. Like, from start to finish, just do it over again. That, they were never going to let him do that. They don't do any angle for months, let alone something that ridiculous. It, but I'm glad that they actually let them do it. As, it like, as a fan, I was hoping to see it. It was... It wasn't good. It had nothing. It's not it even had, close. I mean, it had no substance. When you Matt want to talk about bad sequels, Matt didn't have the creative freedom that he had in the final deletion. No, you don't say. Um, that was another. That was another thing that I pitched to. I knew they were doing it. He told me they were doing it, and that's another thing I pitched. You know, I said, "Look, I understand that I'm not the focal point of the final deletion. I get that, but." This licensed official thing has kind of blown up, you know, not not due to anybody's fault. It's just kind of a thing that's happened. You really missed the boat on pro wrestling tees with that man. Yeah. You'd be sitting here swimming in a that money. A couple other people said the same <laughs> You'd thing. You'd be swimming in that money. Um, So I pitched to come in and do that to WWE. I wasn't looking for a full-time job. I wasn't looking to come back on the road full-time. But, you know, what Matt said to me made a ton of sense. He was like, there's... 20 there's 15 other referees here do you think you know yeah and i i knew that was the answer sure um even had he not said that to me i would have been able to rationale you know myself myself to that they have why are they going to use me when they're going to use when they have 15 that's other guys there it's a know. wwe production they're not going to use unlicensed i just un, thought yeah. oh yeah and my suspicions came true that they're going to get so far away from the original final deletion at least there's a little bit of the original in it what i'm very happy my biggest fear going into that was is that 
they were going to redo the licensed official mm-hmm. with whoever and it was from WWE, your, yeah. and it wasn't me. Uh-huh. And they didn't do that, whether that was by design or out of respect from Matt or out of respect from Sean Bennett, who was the referee, um, who actually trained me to be a referee when I started in 05. Oh, well, full circle. Um, so the fact that it was Bennett, I was happy, regardless of how they got around doing licensed official, whether that was, again, by design or just something they decided to, to deviate from. Um, at least I left with that. I was very, very happy with That's, that. And regard, like, regardless of what the uh, like, why it was done, you're appreciative that that's the way it went. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. Yep. Kev, this was a lot of fun. I'm gonna be. I thought this was gonna be a shit show, and yeah. it actually went really well. Well, we're gonna have to go back in uh, in a couple weeks and and follow up with this to yeah. uh, Total Nonstop Deletion. Yeah, we're gonna have though. to we're gonna have to do a couple of these because we're not gonna have you for every show. I want to utilize you when we've got you. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we're definitely gonna do more special episodes like this. I'm glad we got a little. bit bit of time to talk about the other stuff going on in the wrestling business because how could we ignore it this week but uh, i think that's it i think we're done let's wrap it up my name is bill matz for kevin keenan this is smarks and stripes thanks for listening have a great week everybody